Hello, hello, hello. We're back. We're back stateside. We're alive. We're kind of awake. Barely. Uh, I woke up this morning to watch that piss poor performance from United States soccer. Not ideal. Not ideal at all. But what are you going to do? I know you don't know much about soccer, Jackson. No. Okay. The, uh, I don't know much, but I will say we did watch some whenever I was uh, in Montreal after after you would come back. We, we'd kind of watch some during the mornings. But Yeah. Uh, knockout stage was rough. We got lined up with the Dutch. And as soon as I saw that that was our knockout stage competitor, I was like, I don't think we're going to get the dub on that one. Like, I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling. But, I mean, again, what are you going to do? The Dutch are a just a well-oiled machine, and our team is just really young. But, anyway, this isn't a U.S. soccer podcast, so I'll, I'll stop my, <laughs> my comments now um, before I get too carried away with them. But, anyway, so I woke up early. So, here, here's, my, here's me woken up early. Um, and Jacqueline's still trying to get back into the swing of things, being stateside. She just got home on Thursday. I just immediately came to the game. Thursday was a long day, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I know. Here's, here's my company for this one. Hello, Fat Cat. Been extra clingy since I got back. So. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they missed the hell out of you and uh, have been all over you since you came home. Yeah, they were happy. I know. I know. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, let's get into it because we have a lot to discuss and a lot to talk about in regards to our Montreal trip to Canada to watch the boys play some basketball internationally. Um, It was a really fun trip. I mean, obviously, mine was shorter than Jacqueline's and she's going to have more to talk about than um, than I will. But the time that we spent together in Montreal was uh, was outstanding. It was fun. Didn't have a bad day, didn't have a bad meal, and we're, I'm just really excited to kind of break it down and, and talk about all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was so much fun. So, yeah, let's just let's just hop right into it. So, I mean, kind of sum it up. Think about, you know, most tournaments are in a very short time period. You have multiple games over a short time period. Um, and especially it's hard whenever you're traveling internationally to, to – and it's, it's just a, it, it's a rough goings too. So, but we had three games in three days at Place Bell in Laval, which for those who aren't familiar with geography, um, which again, I, who studies Montreal, Canada geography, not me. Um, but anyway, so Laval is about, I mean, how long was it? It was about like a 25 minute subway ride from Montreal. Um, and so it's just, it's kind of like, Imagine Houston and then like North Houston. So that's kind of like what Laval is to Montreal. It's like you have Montreal and then you have Laval. And so it's just a little bit like Northwest-ish of Montreal city there. Um, So easy, easy, easy subway ride out to Laval to go watch the Jacks play for three days straight. Um, But yeah, let's just get started and talk about the beginning of our trip. The day, the day we left, Turkey Day. Yeah, so, yep, we left very early, like 7 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, drove to Houston, flew to Chicago, switched planes, flew on to Montreal. Uh, we thought it was, well, I've never flown on Thanksgiving Day. Um, 
Well, yeah, hold on. I've flown the day after Thanksgiving. I have never flown on Thanksgiving Day. Anyway, so we were kind of curious, didn't really know what to expect, thought it might be super busy. George Bush was not that busy. Um, no, so was I was shocked. Wasn't bad at all. Um, getting yeah. out of here. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we made our way up there. It took us most of the day. You know, uh, we yeah, were to our hotel, the Lux Hotel, um, which was in a really cool little part of town. It was kind of right in between the, the University of Montreal campus and area and the Gay Village. Um, so it was cute. It was right off of, I can't remember if it was St. Denis or St. Catherine Street where we went to eat, but um, I think it was St. Denis where we went to go eat. Um, if I yes. can. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the street that our hotel was on. Uh, if you wouldn't have asked, I could have said, no, I can't remember. Anyway, but we, we were right there off one of the main streets. So it was a really cute little area. We went and ate dinner the first night at Hizaria de Campari. It was delicious. Amazing. So good. Yeah, it was so good. We we really were, we got in and we were just, we were starving and we, we didn't know what to go eat or what to grab or what was nearby. So we, I mean, we knew that there were a bunch of places nearby. We just didn't know what exactly was offered and how late these places were going to be open for. But Jacqueline was able to find a few places um, as we were getting Ubered over that were open late. And one of them was this pizzeria. And uh, I was like, I mean, of course, we're going to go eat Italian food in, in French Canada, you know, Montreal. So let's, let's go. Let's just try it. And it was amazing. Like I said, I didn't have, and I'm sure Jacqueline for the rest of the time she was there, like didn't have a bad meal anywhere. I mean, the food in Montreal is just wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, even if you don't think that you would ever enjoy going to Canada for any reason whatsoever, like just go for the food alone for, in Montreal, just full stop. It was disgustingly good. Um, but yeah, I had a, I had a pizza and Jacqueline had, what was that? Um, gnocchi? Gnocchi, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, it was amazing. We had, uh, Jacqueline had, um, what did, what drink did you have there? I can't remember now. Um, I had a wine, a red wine. I can't, I can't remember if it was French or Italian, but. I think it was Italian. And then I had, um, I had a beer, I had a couple beers, um, and I think they were Italian beers and, um, yeah, no, very good. Cool. I mean, it was a little tiny, little, little pizzeria, um, that it did brick oven pizza and it was delicious. And then, you know, our, uh, our waiter was nice. Gigi, yeah, which, yeah. Did you get smacked? Did you just get cut? <laughs> yeah, I got clawed a little bit. Um, the cool, the cool thing about Montreal is in, in regards to the food especially is like it's such I I didn't realize until I went but it's such a diverse city I mean there are people from all over uh so as you know as far as cuisine they have everything covered like anything you could possibly want because there's just such a diverse group of people there so yeah I thought that was really cool and I noticed that more after after you left and I went and stayed um at Aladine's because he lives downtown and just you could walk down the street and get anything. I mean, you could get Indian food, Thai food, Italian food, poutine, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of noticed that one too, when we were walking down St. Denis street, you know, after our first night there waiting for our Uber, just kind of walking around seeing what was available and they had pokey places. They had, you know, they had Tex-Mex taco places. They had, 
you know, other Italian food, they had Portuguese, they had this, that, yeah, very, very diverse uh, food offerings. And again, every place that we went was just fantastic. Um, but I know, I know one person had asked, I never did try any of the Tex-Mex uh, or Mexican food there. I did ask Aladino and he said, it's good, but it's not, it's not Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Which would be, which is, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but so that was the first day we get there. We we just honestly were super tired from our travels. So we just we went and had our food and dinner and then went back to the room. And because and, we knew the next day was going to be a long, you know, the next three days were going to be long days with basketball and going and sightseeing and stuff like that and trying to fit in as much as possible before I left. So uh, we went back to the hotel, went to bed, passed out, uh, woke up, went to this amazing little breakfast place in old Montreal called Tommy Cafe. And it was so, again, so cute in an old, um, an old kind of historic building. They built this cafe in there um, and it was, it was so small, but it was packed. This place is pop you lar. So if you're ever in Montreal and want a good breakfast or just a coffee or, um, you know, a nice sandwich or something like that, just very kind of quick and, and easy. Or if you want to sit and relax and, you know, maybe work on some, some work on your computer, go to Tommy Cafe. Highly recommend Tommy Cafe. Their drinks. I had like this Lucky Charms latte, which was, I know I posted it on Instagram. So if you saw that, you know what I'm saying? Um, it was delicious. I'm not usually a big latte drinker, but when I saw Lucky Charms latte, I was like, mm, can't not not get that. Um, and then Jacqueline, I think she just had a chai, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which was obviously delicious too. So we had that and then we both had a, I think it was called the Hamlet. Uh, it was just like a little ham croissant sandwich, really good. But something that was very interesting that I think almost every place we go to or went to or it was offered everywhere, it was like anytime you order something, it comes with like a little like salad with it. You know, so with breakfast, if this yeah. little ham sandwich, there comes like a little salad with it, like a tiny little sprigs of, of lettuce with a dressing. And it was delicious. And I was like, yeah, it may be 10 o'clock in the morning, but I'm definitely eating this because it, it was delicious. Um, so that was just really interesting. Another thing, another note that I have to, um, that I have to talk about with Montreal, with the food and stuff is every time we went somewhere, they always gave us, immediately gave you water. You didn't have to ask for it. You didn't have to, they just, that was the first thing that they give you is water, whether you want it or not. And I thought that was really interesting. Like normally in the States, like they just, they they ask you like, what do you want to drink? And, and they just bring you whatever. They don't just automatically bring you water and then you can get something else. So I thought that was really interesting that everywhere we went, water was immediately put on the table, no matter what. Yeah, I think it's because most other countries are a lot healthier and they actually drink water. And a lot of people in America are like, nah, bring me a coat, bring me a DP. No, yeah. well, yeah, of course. And I just, again, that's just but it's a, nice. a note that I never experienced before yeah. was them, people just bringing water automatically. So I thought that was really, I mean, I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, went to Tommy Cafe. Then we went and walked around because um, since we were in old Montreal, we had time before we hopped on the subway to Laval for the game, for the first game. Um, so we went and walked around by the by the Basilica, took some pictures. Um, you know, there's a fountain over there. There's a bunch of old buildings. Again, over in kind of like the beginning of where old, old Montreal is, there's just a lot of really amazing, beautiful historic buildings. And 
So we had a little bit of time to kind of kill about, you know, maybe 30 minutes to an hour to kind of like just walk around and look and, and, and sneak peeks at stuff before we actually were able to go in on Saturday um, and really kind of see stuff more. But we weren't really 100% sure how long it would take on the subway and, you know, how far away it was the subway from where we were. So we weren't 100% sure. So the first day we kind of probably overtimed it and uh, we, we uh, hopped on the subway and, and went to Laval and got off on the subway and literally hopped off the subway in Laval, which is the last stop on the subway orange line in Montreal and got out and walked out of the building and boom, place bell was right there. Like boom, right there. Could see it as you walked out of the subway station. So we're like, okay, well we have a shit ton of time to kill (laughs) before this game starts. So we walked over literally right around the corner from the, uh, from the train station is the university. So of, of Montreal, but at the Laval campus. And so we just kind of walked into the little, uh, I guess, food court area, which again, wild, wild, wild. I mean, if you go to any university in America, the food court options are just kind of like. Subpar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just our experience at SFA. Like, I don't know, like some of these bigger schools, you know, big power five, like SEC, big 10 schools, their food courts may be badass i don't know but from our experiences at the smaller schools and mid-majors food courts are not very exciting not i mean the the offerings aren't very cool but man we walked into this food court and they had like a pasta place a coffee place a sandwich place like actual like like businesses it felt like rather just like a, a, a a food court where you go in and get like a meal prepared by kitchen staff so that was that was really interesting and cool. So we just kind of went in there and sat for a little bit and just relaxed and um, before the game started. And uh, it was cold as balls up in Laval. Like it was rainy, it was cold, it was windy. And so I was like, as much as I would love to walk around this campus and like walk around Laval, I, I mean, let's just sit inside. It was kind of gross out. So, yeah. So that's what we did before the game. Uh, Obviously went to the game. We'll talk about the games in a second. Um, but after the game, went back, took the subway back to Laval or back to Montreal. And then we just went out. We didn't want to go around and, and just go back to the hotel. We wanted to go and look around. It was still early, even though it was dark out. Uh, it was still early. So that still is just it's fucking me up, man. It was like five o'clock and it was dark. It was driving me. <laughs> it, was yeah, it was dark at like 430 every day, really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too early to get dark. Is is the moral story there? And so it was. Uh, it was it was a fun day though. We went to the three brassers. I think that's how you say it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, three brassers, uh, kind of like a little microbrewery uh, over on Saint Denis near our hotel, and uh, went and had a couple. You know, I had a, a flight of beer, which the beer was really good. Um, had a Jacqueline had a what was that like a strawberry lemonade. Yeah, it was like a strawberry lemonade gin drink. It was really good. Nice. Okay, yeah. Um, we weren't ready for dinner yet because we were uh, actually going to go uh, meet Jacqueline's friend, which she has mentioned a few times in the podcast already, um, uh, to go meet, to go have, oh, my God, the most famous poutine in Montreal, the best poutine in the freaking, probably, the you know, in Canada, to be fair. Um, 
And so we were just kind of like just killing time until he was able to meet. Um, so we went and did that. We went and walked around a Christmas market, had some spiced warm wine, which I had to use my Google Translate for the first time in order to figure out where the hell the spiced wine was, the muled wine. Um, I had to look it up on Google Translate because I had no idea. We were looking at these signs and I'm like, I know I smell this fucking wine somewhere in this Christmas market. So I was looking at the signs and I was like, it's here. Where is it? And so I read the sign and I just started typing it into Google Translate. And I was like, okay, we, this is, we found the wine. It is. It was the first time I used Google Translate to figure out the dang French word for hot wine. <laughs> should have realized it, should have figured it out on my own. But yeah, no, it was, uh, we just wanted the hot wine. Just give us the hot wine. So, but we found it. So we enjoyed that, hung out the Christmas market for a little bit and then waited for uh, Aladine to come over and, uh, and, and do some more local stuff with him. So that was, that was really fun. And uh, Jacqueline, you could talk to us about the poutine. Cause I know you love how much you love the poutines. Yeah, it was, it was great. So we wanted to go to this place obviously, but it's mm -hmm. a famous place in Canada. And so he said, really almost no matter what time you go, whether it's like mealtime or not, it's a huge line out the door whatever. So, um, but a place across the street is another place. That's one of his favorite restaurants. So we were like, we'll just set off. If we can get in, we get in. If not, we have a, a second option if we don't want to wait, but, um, and there was a line, but it, it went pretty fast. We didn't have to wait too long. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just like the classic poutine is just French fries, brown gravy and cheese curds, which I will say we did have that poutine in North Carolina, which was delicious. Good it wouldn't be considered the like Canadian poutine because it's got to have what they call squeaky cheese. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you eat it, because when you bite it, it kind of is like squeaky. Um, but anyway, but this place, uh, La Banquise had like, like 30 different kinds of variations oh. of poutine. Uh, Overwhelming choices. <laughs> Didn't know what to do. Like so many choices, depending on what meat you wanted on there, different veggies, all, all, kinds of stuff. Um, so I, I got one that had, uh, like ground beef and hot peppers and Swiss cheese and onion rings. It was really good. Alex's had, I don't remember what all it had, but I know it had, uh, macaroni and cheese bites on top and it was amazing. It did. It had, it was like, uh, onions, mac and cheese bites, uh, cheese on it. Um, and then I, with, it was like hot peppers and a few other things on there. And then as I was reading the mixture, um, I looked at the top of the menu and it said that you can switch out the um, the squeaky cheese for either like gorgonzola or feta. And I was like, huh, interesting. I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to switch my squeaky cheese out for feta just because of the mixture that it was I was on there. It was like hot sauce and all this stuff. And I was like, I bet feta would taste really good with all this. And I did. And it was delicious. And it was so good. And I I would try so hard to have clean plate club there. But damn it, it was just too it was so much food. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But anyway, so um, and then uh, the one that Aladine had was delicious as well. Yours was good. I had a little bite of. Yeah, um, yeah it was all just it was so good. And then I had a I had a um, a beer there as well. It was really good. They didn't have the beer I wanted. It wasn't in stock. But the other beer I had was really good. It was like a um, like a brown ale, uh, darker with a little bit of chocolate in it. It was really good. And I think you had a cider, right? Mm -hmm. It was like yeah. a cider or something. I don't know if it was Canadian or not, but it was good. I can't remember. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, just really, really good food there. And then, uh, man, I mean, it was a cold wait, but it was worth it. 
worth every second we stood in that cold line outside. Um, and then after that, we went from the poutine again. Ugh, I'll be dreaming about that poutine for a while. We uh, Ubered most of the way up all the way up to Mount Royal Park. Um, and then we walked up the rest of it. And it was uh, it was a really cold walk and a little bit dangerous walk, but it was worth the walk. It was worth it. I was I was just nervous because we were walking like on like literally like ice. <laughs> and I was like, we were like tiptoeing on the ice to get to the lookout area. And I was just like, I swear to God, if I fall and hurt my knee more, I'm kicking everybody's ass with the knee that does work. Um, so I was just I was going slow and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hold you back, but I just have to go slow. It was it was treacherous in some spots. So I was just it was yeah, I, I walked ahead to try to test out the best route, but it was it was you did. And bless Aladdin, he was there. He was like making sure I didn't fall. I was like, he's such a sweet man. I, I was just, I was just like, literally, I, I was going so so. I was like, oh god, oh god. Even with like my like you know winter boots on, I was just like, oh, 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 oh. just kind of yeah. bopping along because you know as Texans, we're not used to ice, and so <laughs> trying to walk on it was not easy. Um, but the the walk was worth it. Uh, the treacherous walk through the ice and in the cold rain. It wasn't even really raining. It was just cold and windy. Um, was worth it. That view and uh, that's our background. Obviously, our pictures were blocking it. Um, you can't really see it, but mm. we've posted them on on uh, Facebook and Instagram. The view was just sensational. Great. Sensational. And I know Jacqueline. Love, love, love a good night skyline view. And oh, I mean, I could have. I mean. Honestly, if it wasn't so cold and, and and gross, I would have stayed up there all night and just had drinks and just hung out up there and just watched and just enjoyed the view. It was beautiful, beautiful view, uh, but it was too cold. <laughs> it was cold. Yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous up there. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and so then we, you know, did the treacherous walk back down. Uh, went and hopped in an Uber and, and went back to the hotel for the night. Cause again, it, we we're going to have a, another extremely long day, um, on Saturday. So, uh, we decided to just kind of call it a night. And as I'm sitting here, I'm watching a squirrel run across my lights and I'm going to, if he brings my lights down outside, I'm going to lose my mind. Anyway, sorry. I got distracted by the squirrel running across my brand new lights I just bought and put up outside. Um, anyway, so second day, wake up, went and go had went and had breakfast at this amazing little place in uh, Gay Village. Oh, what was it called? Um, you wrote uh, it down. The breakfast place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna butcher the the French pronunciation, but I think it's Le Frey. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Breakfast was delicious. I mean, Jacqueline had another poutine uh, breakfast thing, right? It was like poutine, but it, instead of it being fries, it was like more of like a like a potato chip, like the breakfast Ooh. potatoes, like the slice. Breakfast potatoes sliced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, what was on top of that? What was it like? Eh, what did you have on top? It like it was almost like a hollandaise cheese-ish sauce Ooh, and yeah, like fives. Yeah, it was really oh yeah i had a little bite of that it was delicious uh, great choice and then i had a uh, breakfast plate platter i mean it felt like a platter it was you know scrambled eggs and bacon and sausage and uh fruit and uh a crepe a crepe that crepe was so good i couldn't go to freaking french canada and not have a crepe it would have been an absolute disparity and a just 
disgusting display if I did not at least have a crepe. So I had a crepe. It was delicious. It was like a hazelnut chocolate with bananas and strawberries. And the crepe was so good. I mean, ugh. oh, my God. Delicious. Delicious crepe. Um, and then uh, from, so from there, you know, our, uh, Jacqueline can take it away and talk about our adventures before the basketball game on Saturday. Um, yeah. So we walked around old Montreal, some the Montreal port, um, which was, it was really nice. I, I went back down there again another time while I was there, but um, it's just really cute. Uh, and everyone that has told me stuff has said, you know, make sure you see old Montreal first. Um, but yeah, we went, so we went this one place and had, um, we had so many good desserts and just wait, so till I get, just wait till I get to the part of the trip after, I ah, can't talk after you had left, but, um, we had this dessert that's a, a big thing there called beaver tails. And it's basically just a piece of fried dough that's like in the shape of a beaver tail. And then they put whatever toppings you want on top. Like could just be cinnamon and sugar, could be chocolate. The one I got was like a hazelnutty, like um, almost like a, a Nutella spread or something. Oh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, mine was like a cheesecake spread. It had like like cream cheese, cheesecake type of spread, and then like some nuts on it. Delicious. Couldn't even finish it. It was so sweet, but it was yeah. so good. Oh my God. Oh, I ate all mine. <laughs> oh yeah. You crushed yours. And I was like, I was, I, we had just ate breakfast a little bit ago, but I really wanted to finish it. And I was like trying so hard and I was like, God, but it was so good. Um, I, it was just funny because uh, whenever you were still inside shopping and Aladdin when I were outside waiting on you, um, and he asked about the beaver tail. He's like, you want to go have a beaver tail? And I was like, okay, someone else told me about the beaver tail. Didn't explain it. You just said, I got to have one. And I was like, sure. I mean, I'll try anything once, whatever. I was thinking it was like a legit beaver tail. And he was like, no, it's like a pastry. I was like, oh, you had me at pastry. You don't have to go any far. I will just easily go eat this pastry. And then when you came out, he started trying to convince you that it was like an actual beaver tail as well. And you're like, I won't do it. I'll watch you guys do it. I won't do it. And I was like, have not no, but hell no. Like, absolutely not. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And then eventually, like, no, like, it's a pastry. Like, oh, sure. Fine. Totally fine. Well, no big deal. We will go have this pastry. But yeah, it was delicious. Old Montreal was beautiful. I mean, oh, my God. I could have spent all day there, honestly. I, I loved it. Um, I love, I just love historical buildings. I love history. I could have just walked, just stood there and just mm, yeah. all day, just kind of felt the presence of history there. It was, it was really, really cool. I, I enjoyed that part of the day for sure. Like very much. Just wish my knee could have walked further. My poor knee. I need to get a fix so bad. It's ridiculous. Anyway, but yeah, it was, it was a great day um, around old Montreal and the Montreal port and everything. And um, but it was time to go to the game. So then we took the subway to the game, came back and had this amazing dinner. Oh my God. So we, we wanted to have, it was my last night there. So we wanted to have like a really nice night, a really nice dinner. We was trying to find a place that was open, a place that would take, you know, a reservation. Um, cause we knew we wouldn't be getting back until later on. And so we found this, uh, Jacqueline had found it actually before we left, right? It was on your, your list of places before we left. Um, and it was called La Mec and it was so good. So we got a reservation for nine 30 and I, and I, obviously I know that's late for dinner, but in Canada, you can have dinner whenever you want. I mean, we're literally sitting there. It's nine 30, 10 o'clock, 10 30, 11 o'clock. And people are still rolling in to like eat dinner. And I'm just sitting here like, Holy shit. Like, 
you know, it's just kind of, you know, come and go. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, there's, there's no rules anymore about when I, like what's dinner, what dinner time is anyways. But it was, it was well worth the money that we spent on dinner. We had amazing appetizers, amazing drinks. Jacqueline had this amazing wine. Well, oh, she also had an amazing cider. Yeah. She's probably daydreaming about that cider right now. I wanted that cider so bad. I asked the lady where I could buy it. Anyway, whatever. Long story short, she's like, oh, yeah, you just you like you have to buy it straight from the manufacturer. You can buy like a case. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work for me because, you know, I'm, I need like one bottle I can put my suitcase and take back to Texas. I can't ship a whole case. But anyway, it was so delightful. The Everything at that restaurant was amazingly delightful. Your Your mac and cheese was so good. Very good. Um, I had a rack of lamb, which was amazing. And then we had dessert. Jacqueline ordered a creme brulee and I ordered like a plate of, of cookies of like French dessert cookies had like, um, you know, had macaroons on it, had, uh, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on everything. It was all delicious. I had, we each had like little bites of everything. We couldn't finish it. It was just so good. We were, I, I was full before breakfast, before dessert came. And I was like, I'm going to force myself to eat these macaroons, these little bonbons, truffles, uh, the truffles were on there. That's right. Couldn't remember. Um, oh, it was so good. I just couldn't have enough. Couldn't have enough. Um, but yeah, so that was my last night in Montreal. I had to obviously, uh, Sunday had to, uh, I was supposed to leave Sunday, but anyway, that's a no whole longer story. But uh, yeah, I had to I had to leave Sunday because I had to get back before Monday for for work and for classes because we had speeches next that week, um, this past week, and so uh, that was my plan. But my flight ended up getting canceled for issues that I don't believe. But that's a whole nother conspiracy theory story that I'm not going to get into um, because of reasons that it'll just make this podcast longer than what it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I leave for the airport. It was a whole day of, of literally airport stuff. Um, I get there, get through security, get through customs. Everything was going well. I had enough time to sit and have a little bit of lunch, which I had at this at the place in the airport called the Houston Grill, which is hilarious to me. And they literally had food on there like it was, you know, from Houston or from Texas. And I was just laughing so hard. They had like barbecue poutine. They had like a Houston burger. They had a bunch of stuff on there, which again, never had a bad meal, even in the airport. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, I decided because I was riding, riding, I was flying back on my own to treat myself and do business class seats and be in the first class, which I never done before on my own because I was like, I just want to spend that money. But this time I said, you know what? I'm doing it. Screw it. Um, so, which was nice because I went and had lunch and then I went into the business class lounge and just relaxed in the nice cushy chairs, read my book for a little bit, watched a little bit of soccer. I was just chilling. And then I go down, get on the plane, we're taxiing, and then we stop for an hour and a half or more on the freaking tarmac because of wind in Newark. Wild. We sit there, we sit there, we sit there. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, guys, we're going to taxi back to the gate because this flight is canceled. And I was like, what? Anyway, so thank God I bought business class seats because because of that, they comped me a room at the hotel. If I didn't, I would have had to pay for it on my own. Why? Yeah. yeah. That's how I've 
had to do it every time I've had a flight canceled. So that was nice. I, I was so, again, I was like, oh my God, past me is uh, future. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I decided to get those business class seats because again, how would I have known that, but I wouldn't have that the flight would have been canceled. And that if I didn't, I would have to pay for my own hotel, own everything. Um, and then I would have been so pissed off, so pissed off, but yeah, they were able to reschedule my flight for the next day. I had to cancel class, had to push back speeches, actually having to go into work on Monday at normal time at eight o'clock in the morning to, so that my students can actually finish their speeches, which I normally would already be done with. Oh, it was just a whole ordeal, but it was a direct flight the next day, got home eventually and uh, relaxed the rest of the day on Monday. Cause I was just so spent. I mean, that was 48 hours of airport and travel issues um, or not 48 hours, 24 hours. Sorry. But still uh, it was a lot. It was just a lot. But anyway, I got home safe and sound. Good to go. Um, but yeah, all in all, for me, it was an amazing trip. I had a great time. I enjoyed my time with Jacqueline. And, and you know, even though we, um, the games I watched, we didn't win. Um, I still really enjoyed it watching them overseas. And I'm glad Jacqueline was able to see the W on Sunday, which in hindsight, I probably could have went to because my flight was canceled. But anyway, wouldn't have known. Um yeah, but anyway, so that's the end of my trip. You can talk about the rest of your rest of your trip there, girlfriend. Well, so basically Sunday morning, I got up, went uh, straight to Aladdin's, left my bags so we could get on our way. So we went and grabbed some breakfast and coffee, went to the subway, went to the game, um, finally got a dub, the only win we got for the whole, the whole tournament. But um I was I was glad that they won when he came because uh, I mean he hasn't watched an SFA basketball game in eight years <laughs> since he was at SFA, uh, so that was good. Um, Maybe he's the good luck charm. He just needs to come to every game. No, that's what he said. He was like, I was a good luck charm. I was like, I guess you were. Um, so we left. We left there. Uh, we came back. We we took a pretty good just like walk, kind of all around different areas of Montreal because um, he is a very thorough. Uh, like tour guide and you know he really wants, is. wants to show you like and not you know I've traveled to visit him before in Tunisia so I already knew this but he like want he wants you to see all the sites see the different um neighborhoods like really kind of get a local experience um try all the different food everything um so we we walked around we went to um this place called Schwartz's Deli which is like a really renowned Jewish deli uh Celine Dion's one of the owners um, they have a very limited menu. It's basically just like smoked meat plate or smoked meat sandwich. Um, that's beef, but it was y'all. I mean, when I tell you like as Texans, we're used to like slow cooked brisket that just falls apart. This was like that, like it, I think they, so he made me watch this other show, um, called uh it's like somebody feed phil have you heard of the show before yes yes yeah okay, so he did a montreal episode and so we watched that to see most of the places that you know i went to over there anyway they i think they like marinate and smoke this meat for like 10 days or something i mean it's <laughs> so delicious uh so yeah so we we ate there um, we walked around a bit more, went to this, and like I said, the desserts were nonstop and top notch. Um, went to this really cute little like ice cream parlor, ice cream shop bakery, uh, called Unicone instead of unicorn. 
That's funny. <laughs> That's good. It was so cute. Like totally Instagrammable little booths and tables. Um, really, really cute. We got baklava flavored ice cream and a little baklava. It was so good. Then we kind of walked around a little bit more. Uh, we went back to his place. So he lives, uh, and like, like I said, I mean, I got so much diversity in this trip. Like I'll pack them one. Um, so his roommates, one of his roommates is from Lebanon. Um, the other has dual citizenship, U.S. and Canada, and lives like outside of uh, Seattle-ish, but he comes to go to school at Concordia. Uh, then his girlfriend is from Hong Kong. Anyhow, um, so we had we had dinner at home. We cooked in that night. Then the, the rest of the trip, just to hit a few high points, I'm not going to walk you all through every day. But um, mm -hmm. so I, to run there. I love running um, while I'm traveling, especially internationally, because I just feel like it's a really good way to see the city. Um, and so there were a couple of different places. I chose one place and then I just stuck with that um, every day that I ran. But it was like maybe like a five, 10 minute walk to the subway station um, from Aladdin's place downtown. Then just two stops on the subway. I got off and walked like five, 10 minutes. Um, and they had a really nice paved, like running, walking route along um, the Lachine Canal. And I mean, there would be people out running, biking, walking their dogs, whatever. Um, so I would do that every morning. It was like, there's just, I can't explain it, but there's nothing that makes me feel more like just a badass bitch than to like be in a foreign country and like go out on my own and like get on, you know, walk, get on the subway, get off. Like I know where I'm going. I like, it just makes me feel, I don't know. Wow. And then, and then the running and it was cold and it was wonderful anyway. Um, so I did that. I had one day that was just a solo sightseeing day where I went to the museums there. That was cool. Um, I, one thing I really wanted to do, I had a girl in my golf class who's from Quebec who uh, recommended this spa to me and it's called Boda Boda. And it's, I think it's the only spa like this um, anywhere that I've ever heard of. It's like a historic river ferry that they renovated into this upscale like floating spa. And so it's an actual boat like docked in the, in the port um, of old Montreal. Mm -hmm. so, there and got a massage. It was amazing. Uh, I mean, it was just amazing, but it was, it was so, so cool. I couldn't take very many pictures because you had to um, lock your phone and all of your things in a, in a little locker as soon as you got there. So I could only take a picture from the outside, but um, like each massage room, when you walked in straight ahead, as you came in the door was just floor to ceiling glass. You could see out on the waters. Like after I was done with my massage, I just stood there and looked down on the water. It was pouring rain, but Anyway, still a nice view. Uh, let's see. Uh, one day, Aldine's roommate Cam and I walked. We walked all the way up to the top of Mont Royal. Um, so it, it was it was quite a walk, a little bit of a hike. I wore a little bit too much clothing, um, but on the way back down, I got cold, so it was fine. Um, but we, I got some day pics of the view. We had a little coffee, sat inside that you know that building. Um, where yeah. So they had a coffee shop so we we got a coffee and just sat in there in their like nice little adirondack chairs and looked out on the view um oh that's so nice i'm glad you did that because that was yeah. so pretty it was fun uh mm -hmm. so we did that let's see um aladine and i went with his roommate mo to the i'm gonna mess up the pronunciation ma poulet mouillet the mm -hmm. 
Portuguese chicken place. Um, I got the Portuguese chicken and chorizo poutine. It was really good. They got the Portuguese chicken sandwiches they have there, which sounds like the simplest thing ever. But literally his roommate Mo had never eaten there. And he was like, this is the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. Like, it's just the chicken was seasoned so well. It wasn't dry. The bread was amazing. It was so good. Um, that, that night we went and had that for dinner. Then we went to this, um, little place called the Fitzroy that had pool tables and foosball tables and all that, um, played pool for a while. Uh, one night we stayed up and we played this game, uh, with all the roommates and all Dean's girlfriend, Eugene, who's amazing. I love her so much. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, we would log each log in on our phones and, uh, Mo would like cast it up on the TV and it, each round had like or each game had like six rounds and it would show like a minute long video of some city. And you had to guess like what, what world city it was. Um, and no. it was really hard. It was actually really hard because, you know, there were like little hints where you could like see, but they wouldn't give super good hints. Like it would just be kind of like a panning, like video of like a street and some buildings and you had to try to guess what, City was, and you know me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to win this game. I got it. I was terrible. Oh, no. I would like to know what game that was. Maybe you can ask Aladine what it was. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. It was really fun. It was fun. Um, Mo, like, kicked our ass every game. I was like, how do you know what city this is? Like, I don't understand. Um, and then you get points based on how close your guess was, like how many miles away. Um, anyway, it was really fun. So we stayed up and did that. Uh Let's see. Aladine and Cam and I went to this Italian restaurant one day called Toscolo that is owned by a Tunisian man and the chef is Tunisian. So Aladine knows them. It was a really fancy little Italian place. It's really good. Um, another dessert we had because Eugene loves dessert like more than I do. And one night she's like, can we do you think she'll want to go? And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, this dessert place is my favorite place. I'm like, you had me at dessert. Let's go. Um, but they had, I'll have to show you the picture. They, it was like these little puffs. Um, it was called Mr. Puffs, like these little puffs of fried dough, almost like donut holes, sort of. Um, and you choose whatever sauce you want on those. We had like a hazelnutty chocolate sauce, and then you get a scoop of ice cream, like soft serve, and you choose your sauce for that. And so we got chocolate ice cream and then some kind of like coffee flavored, uh, drizzle on it. It was amazing delicious mm -hmm. um let's see a few of the other little things uh that all team walked me around so he toured me around two of the main campuses there in uh in montreal concordia and mcgill which were both really beautiful campuses uh we went to the other two christmas markets there uh we walked around little italy and their market which is a jean talon market which is like a really big deal um and then the very last night out in montreal um me, Aladine, his girlfriend, Eugene, his roommates, Mo and Cam, one of Aladine's friends, Marina, and then one of Cam's friends, Simon. We went to this bar that um, one of the days that Aladine had walked me around, we walked past this. It was like a restaurant and bar um, called Darling, and it was so cute. Um, hmm. And I was like, I really want to go there. Uh, so we went there our last night out. Um, it was amazing. It was really funny, too, because apparently uh, Cam and Simon had, had had tried to go there like a few weeks ago or something and they went with like a whole group of girls and the people let the girls in and we're like well there's not any more room for y'all sorry <laughs> 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 there's no more room to sit so you can't come in um so, they, 
So they've been wanting to go and hadn't been able to get in. And so I was like, you're welcome. You got to, you got to get in this time. Um, but it was really nice. And then, I mean, we just had quite a night. We stayed up pretty much almost the whole night. And then I had to get up and fly back all day, land in Houston, drive to Nat, go straight to the game at eight. Of course, it was a late game, uh, which I'm not complaining mm-hmm. about that had time to make it um and yeah then, i mean at least you were able to make it because i mean if it was an earlier game you would have totally missed it all so yeah, yeah. And, uh and so you know i missed the ladies gonzaga game but uh that wasn't scheduled yet whenever we booked our flight so i didn't i didn't know um or else i would have loved to have been there for that too but anyhow and then you know so then i didn't get home till like 12 30 or so and long day Spent all day yesterday cleaning, catching up on work, unpacking, doing laundry. Like it has not stopped. So, yeah, no, I feel that. I still haven't like 100%. I'm actually working on laundry right now because I, you know, I realized for this weekend, I was like, oh God, like I have, I mean, I have no pants. <laughs> like all my pants were dirty from, from the trip. And so I've been uh, doing laundry this morning and I'm glad that I woke up early anyway for soccer so I could finish my laundry and, uh, um, you know, finish unpacking fully because I mean, like you said, got back on, uh, I mean, I've been literally at work and trying to catch up from missing that whole Monday, you know, trying to catch up grading, trying to catch up, turning in stuff, assignments and all these other things I had to do for work. And it was, it's just been kind of hellish. I just haven't had time to do laundry or fully unpack or, or do anything. Cause then I also had to go and do, you know, obviously the basketball game on Thursday last night was, big dip uh, after party at the brewery. So I was at the brewery almost, you know, from, from four basically till the end of the night. Um, I'm going to kill these squirrels, dude. They're all over my freaking lights. I'm going to literally kill them. Um, And then I had to, uh, and then today is the lighted Christmas parade. So, I mean, and the streets closed down at three. So literally as soon as we're done with this, I need to hop in the shower, get dressed, and go up to the brewery before three so that I don't have to park eight miles away and walk to the brewery um, for, for tonight for work. Cause it's going to be crazy, crazy as always for the lighted parade um, tonight. And so, cause you remember last year for lighted parade, we had to park at Phil and Mitzi's house and walk uh, cause there was a game. So we couldn't, yeah. we, had, we had to park there and walk and it was already packed. And it was a, I mean, it was so busy, so busy. So anyway, so it, it's going to be a long day. So um, man, oh man, we had a great time. I, I loved it. I'm, I'm so excited to see in the future where we go next for the big, you know, uh, non-conference tournament type thing, you know, fingers crossed. It's either overseas, overseas or somewhere tropical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which, okay. So I have a few more notes. I forgot. So number oh, one, okay. it was- it was so nice uh, staying with Oladine. And uh, I mean, you, you got to experience it a little bit, but he's just such a good host. Um, and mm-hmm. his roommates were awesome. His girlfriend was awesome. So, I mean, I had fun. And, you know, they were all, Oladine works from home. Uh, Eugene works and is in college. Mo and Cam are both in college. So uh, they all had various different schedules. And so it was kind of hit or miss. Either I would just do stuff by myself or, you know, one of them would be available to hang out with me or sightsee with me or whatever. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, Eugene's cat, uh, Patat was there. So I did have a, like a cat fix while I was gone. Um, he was really cute and funny. Uh, and I'm, I'm definitely going to have to plan a trip there during the summer because I mean, it, it was great. I had so much fun. It was such a fun city, but like 
everyone told me it is a completely different city in the summer, like completely different. Um, because there, there are a ton of different parks. One of their main parks, um, was designed by the same man who designed Central Park in New York mm -hmm. City. Um, they have tons of green spaces. There are several of their like main streets that we walk down that during the summer parts of blocks of it will just be completely blocked off um, to where no traffic can come through. And so people can just be out and about and walk around and, you know, drink and have festivals and little picnics mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff. So um, yeah. I, re I really want to go go during the summer, see it during the summer. Yeah, the summer would be beautiful, I'm sure. There's a few other places in Canada I would like to go. <sighs> like Banff is one. I would love to go to Banff uh, okay. maybe before I go back to – I mean, again, I loved Montreal. It was beautiful. Loved it. The French side of it was – I mean, it was just so cool. I mean, it literally felt like I was in France. Like, you know what I mean? There was just so much – Everything is so French inspired. Everybody speaks French. Everything, all the signs, everything is French. Like you literally feel like you're in France. It's 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 that French, um, which I wasn't expecting. Like I knew it was French. I knew it was French candy. Like I knew it, but at the same time, I was like, but surely. I mean, but everybody was so nice. And and as soon as they knew that we didn't speak French, they immediately switched over to English and gave us English menus and and were nice about it. Nobody was an a hole about it and made us feel bad that we weren't. French or speak French, you know, so that was, that was really nice. Cause I feel like if we would were in France, we would have been felt and made fun yeah. of. And, and having been to Paris before, that's the thing I really like the most about, and I can't speak for all of France. Cause I, I think the rest of France is different. I think Paris is like a whole different animal of its own, but, um, right. Paris, they weren't the, the people that I came in contact with again, weren't super like crazy about Americans did not mm -hmm. really like that. We didn't speak French. Um, and I just didn't love it. Like it, it's been one of my least favorite cities I've been to. Um, I mean, I still liked it. I would go back, but it's just not like top of my list. Um, and so I just kind of was like, meh about the whole French thing. And then this trip, I mean, I just, I got a totally different exposure to it because yeah, the French culture, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, from the more that I saw and went and did and, Aladine kind of filling me in and stuff, but Quebec's really the only like French area of Canada. Nowhere else do they speak French or exactly, yeah, beyond any of that stuff. So they're like their own little island almost that's very French, but at the same time, they they all speak English too, and it's not like they expect you to just speak French, um, right? That it was like not forced on me in like a rude way like oh you're an idiot who doesn't speak French even though yeah. I do feel like an idiot when I travel abroad and I don't speak another language because everyone else does um it, it was just a lot nicer and it, it really like almost kind of inspired it in me to like try to learn some French or like get back on studying another language or something um and and Aladine would because he, um, he's from Tunisia which is used to be a French territory. So everyone there speaks French and Tunisian. Um, so he has already been speaking French his whole life. Uh, so he would try to like give me little French lessons or like when we were on the subway, he would <laughs> make me try to pronounce all the stops uh, like <laughs> French. And I would just get so frustrated because it's very hard anyway. Oh, it's uh, very hard. It's very hard to get that accent go like, I yeah. mean, like, I say I, I know a few French words and a few French like sl terms and slang word stuff, but like I don't have the French accent, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, I'm gonna sound like a straight up Texas white woman trying to say "polyvu français." Like <laughs> it's hard. So. It's hard. 
but yeah, so I just, I really loved it. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get back on working. Merci. Yeah. And maybe, maybe work on French next. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I loved it. It was such a good time. Absolutely. Um, all right. So might as well get to the game part of it. Um, let's talk about game one versus, are we going to try and say this freaking name? Uh, it's just Quinnipiac. I know. I'm just making fun. We, fi- we finally learned that one. I, I, know, I know. It was just funny because every we got we kept getting like hammered on. Um, Dennis says, Viva la France. Viva la Texas. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about game one. So, um, Obviously, first game of the of the of the tournament had us versus um, the uh, what was their uh, Bobcats? Uh, I think so. I think it's the Bobcats. Yeah, us versus the, the Lumberjacks versus the Bobcats. Yeah, I think they're the Bobcats. They look like Bobcats. Um, anyway, so they're a private university in Hamden, Connecticut. I know a lot of people probably thought that this team was probably from Canada, just from the. The, you know, the name of the university. Um, but no, they're, they're from Connecticut. Um, they're a lot smaller than us. Of course, it's a private university. So the undergrad enrollment was, it's about 6,700 students, um, which again is, is very, very small uh, institution. Um, the game starters, the starters for this game were Rati, Nigel, JJP, Nana, and Derek. Um, we did end up losing 58 to 44 uh, first game right out of the gate. It just, again, as, as a whole, we, it was, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, I mean, we had good moments, but there were a few things that just were not going our way, but you'll see whenever Jacqueline goes over the stats, what I'm talking about. Uh, all right. Sean Kennedy's stat section. And I think Sean Kennedy's still living his best life in Qatar. At the he World is Cup. on another playing field man well united states lost today so i'm sure he's probably coming home but still he is i mean he's been all over qatar all over that country well and I, we never asked him what his like end date for the trip was like did, was he just leaving it open-ended so that if the u.s kept advancing he was still there or does he have like a hard stop date of when he's going to come back because i'm like have you moved there like it seems like he's been there forever I, you know what? That's a really great question. And I, we didn't ask him. I, I, I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know. I might message him and be like, so are you staying longer or are you now that USA is done? Are you coming home? I don't know. I'm curious. I'm very jealous that he got to do that little stopover in Istanbul before he went, but I'm glad he did because such a great city. Anyway. Um, all right. So here's Sean Kennedy's stat section and it's, it's bad. Um, it's, uh, not ideal. Okay, uh, field goal percentage, 32.1. Three-point percentage, Corey, yeah, we're jealous too. Uh, Three-point percentage was 10. That, mm, I don't think we've ever had that low of a three-point percentage. I mean, we may have, but not in, not in my recollection. I mean, that low, you might as well have zero. Like, <laughs> it's so be Oh, that's just so bad. Uh, okay, free throw was actually not terrible at 69.2. Exactly. Uh, points in the paint, we only had 22. We've discussed this. Yeah, if it's less than 30, we're, we're not getting the L. Just saying. Um, points off turnovers, 26, not shabby. Second chance points, only four. Not pulling down those rebounds and getting putbacks. Uh, fast break points, eight. Bench points, 16. Total rebounds, 25, not shabby. But the offense, offensive boards, we only had six. Defensive, 19. Uh, we had 19 fouls, 
We had 20 turnovers, which is not great, but they did have 26. So at least they had more than us. Um, didn't translate to the final score, but I digress. Uh, steals, we had eight. Blocks, we had three. Our game leaders. We had Rati with 11 points, four rebounds, one assist. Nigel with 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, three steals. Pretty decent game there, Nigel. Uh, he played really good the whole tournament, I feel like. I'm just going to throw that out randomly. Um, and then we had Day with eight points, two rebounds, one assist. And just to note, um, if y'all noticed on the different starting lineup there, Trell did not play uh, the whole tournament, wasn't suited up, um, is injured. So, yes, just, just wait for the list of injuries that's to come. Mm. I don't even want to talk about it, man. All right. So that not a not a great game. Not a great game on on game. Oh, actually, wait, hold on. I'm trying to remember which game it was, if it was that one or the next one. But anyway, uh, dad said when he listened to Rob that uh, Rob said, I think it was about the first game. He said that we couldn't couldn't fall out of the boat and hit water. Mm-mm. No, we couldn't. And um yeah, and, and thank God Rob was there, honestly, because I mean he was really the only like representative like from the athletics department. Um, and of course he was there doing the play by play. And again, thank God he was there. And because programming note for this tournament, I mean, I'm sure the tournament was well put together in other aspects, but the streaming option for this tournament was absolute dog shit, just dog shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to mince words there. Like the people who purchased the streaming for this tournament paid what was it $25 mm-hmm. and was that just for one game or was that for the whole tournament I think it had to be for the whole tournament simply because even when we watch regular games the most I ever see it being is like six dollars or nine dollars or something so I wouldn't think it was for one game but I don't know yeah we don't know so I mean Corey uh, Corey he said he was pure ass and obviously yeah like you're not the only one like anybody that's listening or, or Corey can write tell us how much it was was that just for one game or the whole tournament? Please, please let me know or let us know so that we please can clarify. Please, yeah, because that that's a big part of it. But the fact that it was oh, it was so bad, and if you can know that if you didn't purchase it, it was bad because all of the all of the the posts that SFA basketball posted, like the video uh, tweets and stuff, were all from that stream, and it was just it was like four or five rows up. It was like ground level. Uh, Okay, it was for the whole tournament, but he quit after game one. Understood. Okay. Um, because it was just – it wasn't worth it at that point to watch that stream because you couldn't see anything. The 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 um, It was all behind. Uh, apparently, the, the announcers were just shit poor as well. Um, and and I, uh, I just felt really bad that people had to pay that, – that paid that much money and then got a shite return on that. Um, so it was just – it was just easier just to listen to Rob. Yeah, you couldn't watch it, but at least you knew you were getting quality content listening to Rob Myers. Yeah, we, we, we told everyone who asked us <clears throat> to listen to Rob, and then um, it was funny because the, the first game, least was free. The first game, my dad's listening to Rob, and he texts, and he's like, it sounds like there's a bunch of SFA fans. Is there anyone there you know? And I'm like, Dad, there's literally like 10 people. And it's us. <laughs> like, Me, Alex, Chauncey, Kenzie, Julia, uh, Tony's wife, Melissa, and Rob's wife, help me, I am blanking. Um, I can't remember. Like, ten of us. And he's like, oh, it sounds like there's a lot of people. We hear y'all every time they score. I'm like, yeah, it's just us. We're just sitting right behind him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. 
<laughs> that was the funniest part, man. Man, there sounds like a lot of SFA fans there. Who's all there? Literally us, bro. Everybody know? I'm like, yeah, there's ten of us. It's, it's, it's just us. Yeah, it was just so funny that he said that. I mean, and we're sitting right behind Rob, so of course you can hear us anytime we're, you know, because I'm screaming defense, basically, and if you couldn't hear that through the dang uh, broadcast, I don't know what you were doing. Um, and we were all cheering and, and carrying on and doing the best we can to keep the team, you know, pumped up and 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 and. and in in the game as much as possible but it was just it was just rough goings um another another uh note too was um i, th- I think you mentioned it maybe you didn't that jjp got a technical that game as well and i cannot remember if it was for a flop or for another reason i god i can't remember um I feel like it had to be a flop because i don't remember i don't remember it being anything else like something severe so it had to be that um, but you're right, Jacqueline, when you were going over the stats, I mean, our points in the paint was abysmal, 22 points. When it's anything below 30, like, it's just not going to be a good game. Um, I mean, we had 25 rebounds. I mean, that's a good number, but still just could not get anything in the basket, man. I mean, 10%. Yeah, it was – we only shot 10 ball, but we made one. One out of 10 three-pointers. I just never even made the one, honestly. It just was not a good game from us. It just was not. And I I wasn't, you know, I I went into the tournament thinking, you know what, looking at the matchups. I was like, we could squeak out of here with maybe one, maybe two wins. You know, uh, I I knew Middle Tennessee. Obviously, the last game was the game I was concerned about, to be fair. (laughs) You know, playing Greensboro, I was like, that might be the one that we lose. You know what I mean? But I wasn't – because I knew we played Middle Tennessee before a few years ago, and we won. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we have a shot. We kind of know uh, they're, they're – uh, we can watch some film on them. I mean, we can watch film on everybody. But we've played them before. We kind of know the coaching. Um, I mean, we played them just last year. It was almost one year ago. Exactly. So I was like, okay, check. Like, we can make that a game. Good. Uh, didn't know much about uh, about the first game with the Bobcats, but still, again, I wasn't expecting that to go the way it did. But, but again, like this all goes back to the egregious amount of injuries we have. You know, currently at this moment in time, presently on December the third, we have. I almost feel like we have more guys injured than what we do <laughs> playing. Yeah. So mom and dad saw Chauncey yesterday and dad was like, how many healthy bodies do we have? And she was like, we have three that have no sort of injury. Correct. Three that are injury free as of now. Knock on wood. Okay. Everyone else that's playing currently have some sort of injury or nagging injury that is going to make them not a hundred percent, including Rati, including day including Derek. And that's just a tip of the iceberg here. I mean, you have Trell who's down with a hernia injury, right? We have now that we just found out Jalen was not playing and he had a cast or brace on his hand. So some sort of hand injury, don't know how long he's going to be out, possibly some fracture or break because the way it was, you know, on his hand that way. Uh, you know, we have Jaleel out with a broken foot. I mean, so a lot of these obviously didn't happen until after Canada, but, but some of the, again, Jaleel was out for Canada. Trell was out for Canada. Um, 
and 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 we finally got Robbie back. But yeah. Robbie, is, which is amazing, love Rob, little Rob squad. He's doing the best he can, but he also just got back from an injury. So he's still not playing at 100% either. Yeah, he, he can put in a few good minutes and then he's kind of limping out. So um, Correct. Exactly. Yeah, just to sum it up, because we still got two more games to plow through on this episode, but yeah. we're, we're struggling. We barely have enough people to suit up and have extras to put in the game in the first place. And then a lot of these guys are having to play different different positions with a different mix. Um, so it's all new. And, and I really do think that's why it took them till the third game of the um, tournament to win one, because they were all kind of learning new, new positions and new plays with new people. So uh, it's, we're going to be on the struggle bus for a while yeah. and just try to be supportive because they're like, we're, they're doing all they can. They really um, are. So, all right. So start us off. About game number two. Yeah, game two. So we go into game number two, which was, again, Saturday, November 26th versus Middle Tennessee, which, of course, like I said, we had played before. Um, it is a public university in Murfreesboro. Um, consists of eight undergrad colleges as well as a college of grad studies offering more than 300-degree programs and 35 departments. So it's a pretty decently sized school. Um, their enrollment is actually larger than SFA's. Uh, so, again, pretty big school. Undergrad enrollment, about 18,000. Um, and then, like I, you know, mentioned a couple few times, we did play them last year. Uh, we have played them before. We won last year, 87 to 74. Um, this year when we played them uh, on the 26th, our starters were Rati, Nigel, JJP, Nana, and Day Day. Uh, and we did again. We lost 75-63. This game, I felt like we, as opposed to the first game, we played better. Our stats were better. But still, something was missing somewhere. Um, marginally better at best. because we Right. Were marginally better. Three-point percentage was better. Free throw percentage was better. Field goal percentage was marginally better. Um, still, though, again, so many injuries. People are learning new positions, like Jacqueline just said. Um, still not all fire on all cylinders again like we have to be patient with this so Jacqueline head into the stats all right so for game two against middle Tennessee Sean Kennedy stat section we had our focal percentage increased by five percent we went up to 37.7 <laughs> um three point percentage did go up quite a bit uh about the same 37.5 percent as our focal percentage that game our free throw percentage was Great in my book, seventy-eight percent. Oh, 100%. Agreed. Wonderful. That's where we love to see it, up, up, up there in the 70s and higher. That's fine. Uh, points in the paint, 28, which was what? I think the last game we got 25 or something. Yeah, so a little bit better. Um, points off turnovers, we had 21. <laughs> second chance points, still very low with a single digit nine. Fast break points, we had 10. Bench points, we had 23. Uh, we did have 30 rebounds this game. So we got got better on that. We had 10, uh, 13 offensive boards and 17 defensive boards. We had 22 fouls, foul average for us. Um, however, like we talked about a few games ago, when you when you're only playing eight players, mm, foul trouble. Fouls don't spread out very far. Mm -mm. Uh, mm -mm. Which we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, steals? No, they okay. Their turnovers they had 22. So they did have more than us. We had 20. Um, steals, we had 12 blocks. We had two, the game leaders. We had 
Nigel at a high point with 18 points, four rebounds, four steals. Uh, Matt played a real solid game, 13 points, two rebounds, one steal. Um, and Nana all across the board, nine points, five rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, looking at the stats for, for Middle Tennessee, I mean, their points in the paint were exactly the same as ours. They had 28. Um, their points off turnovers were actually less than ours, 19. Their fast break points were at nine. I mean, their second chance points were at four. I mean, looking at the statistics, it looked as though we were the better team. But, no, one of the bigger differences there, their bench points, had they were at 32, and we were at 23. Um, and, and so it honestly comes down to the the three-pointers, and, and, and they were – killing it in the threes. I mean, their three point percentage, I mean, wasn't amazing, but it was still better than ours. Uh, 41.2%. Their field goal percentage was also a lot better than ours was at 52.3%. We did outscore them on free throws. Uh, They were at 75 and of course we had 78. So, um, you know, it was, it was honestly a, a game down to just minimal. They had, a few more points than we did. I mean, we played percentage wise and statistic wise, almost equally, you know, it it was just kind of down to, they just scored a couple more points than we did. That was it. It wasn't like they played any better, um, you know, on steals and turnovers and all this other stuff, but. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have the stats up on that game, but isn't that the game where several of our players fouled out? Uh, we, we had nobody fall, foul out. We had multiple, multiple guys with four. Okay. Uh, there were one, two, three, four individuals with four fouls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean that. That's right there. I mean that, that that's hurts. how you lose a game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other, I mean, to, Another thing as well is is, is the uh, they out rebounded us not by a lot but by three. Um, they had let's see, uh, and and they had less personal fouls than we did. So again, uh, that's another big thing. Yeah, less personal fouls spread amongst more players. I'm sure. Correct. Yes. So we had to sit a lot of guys. I mean, that's that's the yeah. that's the nail of the tape there. You know, we had to sit a lot of our main starters because they had four fouls. And they didn't. So there you go. Yeah. Rough game. Rough game. Again, played almost equally minus those fouls. And, and they scored just a few more points than we did. And that's really all there needs to be said about that. Um, and then just moving on to the third game, we played uh, UNC Greensboro. This was the game, of course, that I had that I had to miss. And uh, had, I had to watch and listen from afar, listening to Rob and listening and watching the uh, the game cast uh, on Sunday, the 27th, which, of course, I'm glad Jacqueline was able to see and bring Aladine with him. Again, I think Aladine should be our good luck charm. He should come to every game. But yeah. I know obviously that's really hard to do. But, of course, uh, like I said, played uh, UNC Greensboro uh, Public University in Greensboro, part of the University of North Carolina system. So, obviously, they have uh, – amazing resources. And again, this was the game I was more concerned about, (laughs) which I guess I didn't need to be. Uh, Undergrad enrollment was or is about 15,600 students. Uh, Game notes for this game on Sunday, Nigel, Day, Derek, AJ, and Matt, aka Kyle, 
all started and we did win. We had a resounding win. Um, again, huge bounce back win against a really decent, good team, 75-58. Wow, 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 wow. I am sad that I missed this, but um, Jacqueline will be able to tell you a lot more because she was there to watch it and witness it. Um, our percentages were way better. Um, but yeah, go ahead. All right, so <clears throat> Sean Kennedy stat section for our final game and first win of this tournament against UNC Greensboro. We had field goal percentage much better, 45.2. Three-point mm -hmm. uh, percentage was even higher than field goal percentage for this game at 58.3. Um, amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. Free throw percentage, very good average, 75%. Uh, points in the paint, still a little low, uh, 28 then I would like to see points off turnovers. So we did well, 27. Um, second chance points, we only had eight. Fast break points, we only had eight. Uh, bench points, we had 38. Uh, total rebounds, we had 40. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, 14 offensive boards and 26 defensive boards. Um, we had 20 fouls. We only had 12 turnovers. Wow. Love that. Love it. Love like, that. Love it when it's I want to see for every game. Yeah. Minus the points in the paint, but yeah. It would be real amazing, but that's hard. Um, but that's, yeah. uh, they had 20 turnovers, so we mm -hmm. pulled more than we gave up. Uh, nine seals and three blocks. Um, our game leaders, Rati, had a great game. Uh, 17 points, three rebounds, one block, one seal. Uh, Nigel, another great game. 13 points, seven rebounds, one assist. Uh, Day, right there behind Nigel with 12 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and three seals. Um, they looked so much better this game. I mean, it just, you know, the first two games, and we know, we knew that they were they were struggling on having injuries, having guys out, mm -hmm. trying to pull it together. So it, that was to be expected. Right. Um, but the, the third game was just really felt like I was actually watching the team play again. They looked great. They played the way they normally do. Um, it just, you know, it just took a few minutes for it to all click. Um but spoiler alert, wait till our next game episode, and we're, we're going to be right back to the starting block again on this. Um, I know. I know. You know, I was uh, – I know. I, I was looking at the stats again because I didn't have a chance to look at um, look at the stats for uh, for UNC Greensboro because uh, I just didn't care at that moment. But mm -hmm. I was doing flex stuff. But I, I'm looking at the stats, and, I mean, my God, we uh, – we out-rebounded them. I mean, like you said, Jacqueline, we had 40 rebounds. They had 29. Um, they had – let's see. Let me go back here. Um, the uh, their, their field goal percentage was 38. Their free throw percentage was 61. Their three-point percentage was 42. I mean, their, their points in the paint were 14 um, compared to our 28. Their, be their bench points, we had 38. We, they had 19. Um, so I mean, yeah, they 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 were getting out rebounded hardcore. I mean, offensive rebounds they had seven offensive rebounds to our fourteen. We had double the amount of offensive rebounds that they had. Um, again, these are stats that I would love minus the points in the paint stat for us. Like, whoo, Bobby! Like these are some numbers that I would love to see put up every game. You know what else I'm super surprised about? You know who doesn't take a lot of threes but took two during that game? Freaking Day Hall. Day doesn't take threes ever, and he made two. Took two, made two. Hundred percent, hundred percent. From the ball, 
He's right. usually under the basket, not doing anything outside the arc. Wild to me. That that stat right there shows me that, you know, again, you don't I don't you don't see the three points on his very often at all. Um I I love to see that. And I love to see that. Um and then Nada four for four from the three free throw line. Rati four for four from the three throw line. Derek two for two from the free throw line. I mean, these are stats that I, oh, that we, every, we all love to see. It's beautiful. I love this. This is fantastic. This is how we need to be playing all the time. I, it's beautiful. I love it. Again, getting more points in the paint, but still, like, but if we're shooting, if we're shooting well outside the arc, then great. That makes up for the the lack of points in the paint. You know, we've just been past few years have been really well known for the points in the paint. You know, but I'll take the points where we can get them. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot lot better. Good um, end to the tournament. Um, absolutely. I was real hopeful that was going to send us back into a great uh, mm. first game back at home. But again, we won't spoiler alert it for you. We'll wait till we do that episode probably tomorrow or one day next week and tell you those injuries. But yeah, it, it, that game was not what I was expecting because, uh, you know, Just me know. <laughs> whenever, whenever I left um, Canada, Simon's like, good luck on the game tonight. And I'm like, oh. That's going to be an easy dub. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought that. And then once we saw Northwestern, again, I don't want to do too much talking about that game because we'll have a whole episode. But once we saw them warming up and stuff, I was like, shit. <laughs> I was just not, not pleased at all. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that in another episode uh, coming this week since uh, we don't have basketball for a while. <laughs> which is wild, but we need this break. I feel like this break, um, even Keller said it in one of his post games, uh, or not one of his post games, a post game from the other day, um, last night's game. Uh, he, he even, not last night, I'm sorry. My days are getting jumbled. Thursday night's game um, was that the fact that we're, you know, going to have a nice little almost week off of basketball. There's no basketball, men's basketball for until what, Sunday, I think, right? Yeah. It was a 10 day break for them because from Thursday to the next Sunday. Right. Exactly. I mean, and they need this break to try and get a little bit more healthy. Yeah. Don't know how much healthy we're going to get in 10 days, but it'll be some good rest for the guys who are playing. Yeah. Which is coming off of a, a long road trip, an international road trip, and then having a game a few days after all that is it's, it's rough. That's rough. Yeah. You know, I mean, could you imagine if we would have went overseas? That would have been even worse. Heaven forbid. I am anxious to know how the guys enjoyed the trip, though, because uh, we really mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to, to talk to any of them because after the game Thursday night, obviously none of them were in much of a mood to chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did get to speak to Davion real quick, but I basically just asked, did he freeze? Because he was very concerned about the <laughs> about the weather. Um, and he said no, but I, I hope they did have a good time and you know enjoyed it because I, I know for a lot of them that was their first time out of the country and it it is fun to go you know out and see and experience new stuff and I, I think that was probably a really good experience for most of them. So especially to go somewhere like Montreal where like we talked about earlier, it's all very French and so I, be exposed to that at such a young age, I'm sure is is great. I mean. 
for them for sure. I oh God, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, all right. So obviously again, uh, no game until Sunday of uh, next week. So we will have a nice little break away from basketball for a few days to regroup and hopefully get healthy and, and get a little bit of rest. Um, look for our Northwestern game recap some point this week coming up um, as always, please remember to follow us on all social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those fun things. Uh, keep up to date with all of our adventures and all the things that are happening in our world. Um, and of course, with the Lumberjacks. Also, do not forget holidays are coming up. So it's time to get the perfect gift for SFA fans. Real fans have my plates. Um, obviously, tired of seeing all the, all the A&M. Can't make fun of UT anymore because, damn it. Cheers to them. Um, they're not on our shit list anymore for other reasons. Um, and that's a whole nother podcast. So, <laughs> so anyway, what now? That's just a whole nother thing. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing. But anyway, tired of seeing all these other plates on the, on the, on the, on the road. We want to see more purple SFA plates on the road. People let's go. When you buy a five-year personalized purple SFA plate from my plates, man, I don't know if you knew this, but you should already by now know that SFA athletics gets almost $250 from that purchase. It's an easy, fun way to support your favorite teams. All the teams, SFA women's basketball, men's basketball, hockey, <laughs> I meant soccer, um, uh, football, bowling, tennis, volleyball, all the teams, all the teams that you support and love. Uh, SFA, SFA makes great money on every type of plate you purchase. Man, even just a one-year background only for $50. And what a great gift for someone. A $50 my plate background only. Easy way to support your jacks and also have a fun little plate on your car. Uh, whenever you renew that five-year plate, though, SFA gets nearly $400, almost double the amount from what they get when you first buy it. So it's a great way to support your jacks. It's easy to buy. You go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks um, to get your plates. And then also make sure that you are supporting them with my plates. My plates. Again, go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks to get that $50 rebate as well. Um, if it's too expensive, you're like, man, I really want that $500 plate so I can have it for five years. Oh, that'd be perfect. Um, I get it. That's a lot of money, especially with inflation, especially with all how expensive things are, but you can pay it over time, pay it over time. They have a layaway plan, play it over a five month period, get your plate. Once you get ordered extra, no cost to you, get it sent to your house. Done. No brainer. Um, for me and Jacqueline, we love our plates. We love Sean Kennedy, and we are so thankful for our plates. And we love supporting my plates. Love, 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 love. You know, so we love supporting because we love our jobs for Dony Brewery. Make sure that whenever you're in town and you want to support the Lumberjacks as well, SFA also athletics gets money from any time you drink a Purple Lights lager. So tastes like victory. Purple Lights. Easy drinker. Smooth, crisp, sessionable, can crush like 20 of them in one day. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy money. Um, and now that America is out of the World Cup, I guess I will be going back to my roots and cheering for the UK. Go England. Mario de England. Cheers. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's it for us. 
Oh man. What a trip. I'm still recovering. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion of our trip to Montreal and the quick little talk about the basketball games. Um, it was a great time. Jacqueline, I know, had a great time spending uh, it in Montreal for the basically well, Thursday to Thursday. I mean, that was a yeah. nice little trip for you. Good time to get away from from work and from, from life and just kind of relax for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had a great time. Hope you guys did too, listening to our adventures and our fun time. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you have some time to relax. Maybe put up some Christmas decor. Um, maybe watch some Christmas movies. And as always, cheer on the Jacks, no matter what. No matter. Oh, my parents are in there listening to probably some Buckeye crap. Who knows? Anyway. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys have a great weekend and as always, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.